Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone. Uh, so far, we have 100 people lined up out the door waiting to, to go in. It's a good thing that we don't have to do social distancing on uh, on the town halls. Uh, quick introduction, if you don't uh, know us. Uh, my name is Lucas. I do a lot of the marketing here at Gorge. I don't normally have this disgusting thing, but I promised if some people from Twitter joined, I would keep it for the town hall. So uh, you're welcome. I can't wait to shave it afterwards. We have Zach from our product team, as well as our CEO and co-founder, Romain. Hey, everybody. Excited to have everybody join us. Matthew, for Lucas Tash, you have some support for that. Uh, <laughs> like you know, from, from Mexico. We're actually all over the place ourselves. I'm in Toronto. Um, Zach, you're back out in Cali now, I believe. And Romain is visiting our team over in Bulgaria. Um, or were you in Serbia? Yeah, great. Yeah, great. In Serbia, yeah. Perfect. But I don't know why why I thought uh, Bulgaria, but we've got people all over joining <laughs> us. Let us like. know where you're joining from. Uh, well, we just get started here. Uh, coming from Arkansas, North Carolina, Philippines, Mexico, Virginia, USA, all over the place. Houston, good morning. So somebody on the West Coast, uh, Philippines. It's always amazing. Uh, just really seeing where everyone comes from. If you were to think, um, and a lot, I, I believe that the stat was 36 million customers have touched uh, a gorgeous ticket now or had an interaction. If you were to say a few years ago, Romain, that you were hosting a webinar with people coming all over the world, having reached 36 million people, the, the population of Canada, it's kind of, who who would have thought that we would uh, ever be here on a yeah, stage? Completely, and uh, even considering that at first we were just biking around in San Francisco, like trying to find like a few people to, to uh, use the product. So uh, thank you so much for jumping on board, everybody. Perfect, perfect. Oh, Don, a fellow Torontonian here. So uh, I know that everyone's time is really valuable, so let's jump into it. If anyone uh, comes late, they missed the backstory on, on the mustache, I'll let you in the uh, comments fill, fill them in on what's going on, but let's jump into it. So uh, this is our town hall. We normally uh, only open these up for our customers, uh, but we thought we might want to open it up to just to everyone to see. Uh, Jake once saw the band Fish in Toronto. Dan, uh, Dan from Unbound Marina, who just became a gorgeous customer, is a huge Fish fan. If you've heard him on any uh, any podcast, so a little connection there. But we wanted to go over a lot of the BFCM prep, what we're doing um, with our product roadmap, what we've launched, what we've launched recently to help you with BFCM, and just go over some stats from last year. We also view, reviewed all of the questions that everyone put in. Uh, we kind of categorized them into different buckets. So if it's more uh, in-depth with Gorgeous that uh, that you're looking for, our, our success team is going to be working on providing some more resources around that. If it's anything sort of e-commerce or trend related, keep an eye out for the podcast where uh, there will be a replay of this posted. I'll do some, some podcasts and turn those into blogs as well about those topics. And then anything product chat related, we reviewed the questions. We'll try to address as we, we go through the, uh, the topics and then we will um, cover it there. And of course, if you have questions, we can save it for the end. Because we have over 100 people joining us right now, we're up to 130, try to use the questions box just because the, the chat can go uh, it can really, really start uh, start flying by, and we'll try to respond as we go. So let's get into it. What happened last year around BFCM? Because I saw on Twitter today, uh, the first BFCM email went out. So when can you expect uh, that peak? Well, last year uh, was a really interesting year because BFCM and Cyber Monday fell on the last uh, weekend possible of, of November. 
And this is interesting for two reasons. One is that consumer spending tends to go down during that time, especially for things like Thanksgiving, if people have been stretching their, their paychecks out. So spending is always a little bit different when it's, when Black Friday, Cyber Monday is the last possible days of November. And it's also a much shorter selling period to kick off the, the holidays with. Um, now, having said of that, of course, 2020 changed everything. But as you can see, uh, November 29th with Black Friday, there was a little bit of a peak, but really the big, big way, uh, the big wave of, of tickets came in on Cyber Monday. And that's what we're looking at here, which is the um, ticket volume throughout Gorgeous. The next item is that I thought was really interesting is Fridays. Fridays tend to be the slowest day of the week going into the weekend for, for support. But as you can see, sort of about three, four weeks out, tickets started increasing. So even if you're not uh, planning to launch any BFCM promos until say a week before, start planning ahead just because you will start to see the rise of, of inquiries. And then finally, uh, we've all heard about January, sort of that uh, return again on January 2nd is UPS's biggest uh, day of the year. We wanted to see if that was true for your support team as well. And there is a little bit of, a, of an increase in January, probably people just waiting until the holidays after to, to do, do their returns, finish their questions, et cetera. And then we can see, uh, but the big spike really was prior to uh, to BFCM or was during BFCM and not uh, so much during the holidays here in mid-December. So that's a quick look at uh, the analytics from last year. We have a few questions, but we also have um, a few items to cover. So with that said, Romain, did we want to talk a little bit about um, some stability and in going into BFCM? I know that we addressed it uh, last time. But just uh, the TLDR is we're really over-engineering what uh, what we need to make sure that we uh, we're joining the ranks of Shopify, Cloudflare, and of course the uh, the Google Cloud. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And something else I wanted to uh, announce as well in in that regard is that we are uh, going to do twenty four um, hour support from Monday to Friday starting next week. Uh, so throughout the the like Friday, Saturday, Monday. So there was. Uh, uh, I think uh, Shady on the chat, uh, on the questions who was asking like, hey, is there gonna be support from the Gorgeous team uh, during uh, West Coast hours? So yes, 100% starting next week. Uh, we are going to add the weekends as well in a few weeks. So we'll keep you posted, but uh, you should have more support from our team uh, to give you a hand if you need anything throughout the, the holiday season. Oh, all right, uh, so I think that's it for the, the stability update. Uh, do we want to jump in into features? Yeah, I think that's a this is a good uh, transition. So um, one thing I wanted to show off, I'm going to share my screen real quick, um, is our new view sharing feature. Um, I'm not sure how many of you have seen it. We put out a couple updates, but I wanted to give you guys a little interactive tutorial um, and give you show you everything that it can do and how it can improve your organization and keep your team more organized, especially during you know Black Friday, Cyber Monday, where you're going to get tons and tons of tickets in. So view sharing will allow you to change who can see a certain uh, view. Because right now, or in the past at least, uh, everybody saw every view that you created. So right here, I'm going to create a new view. We're going to call it 
fake view. And we're going to create that as new view. So right now I have two screens open. As you can see, this is one agent. This is another. This agent is an admin. This agent over here is a just standard, um, you know, normal um, agent. So right now the view is public. So you can see the view here. You can see the view here. But if I change that sharing to private, now you see that view has immediately disappeared on this screen over here. So let's say you create a view that you don't want everyone seeing, but you still want to share it with some people. Um, for example, let's say you're, you have a team that deals only in uh, Facebook Messenger tickets or social media tickets. You're going to want just that team to see it. So what you can do is set that, uh, that sharing to shared instead of private. That'll allow you to search for users or teams. In this case, I'm going to select Zach2, which is this user on the right. Update that view sharing. And now just me and this user over here will be able to see that view. So as you guys can imagine, that can take a huge burden off of your um, full team in terms of what they can see, what they can't see. If you have you know, users who are just getting comfortable with the software and don't know which tickets are theirs, it's a good way to get around um, seeing just the views and just the tickets that you want them to deal with rather than all of the tickets. So it's a good way to split off and divide your views and keep your help desk more organized, which is, as you guys know, incredibly important, especially coming on to a season with heavy loads of tickets. So I think now is probably a good time for um, Romain to kind of move through to view sections, unless you guys have any questions. I would love to hear how you guys want to use the views. Is there anything that um, she, our view sharing rather? Um, and how you think this might impact your um, customer support um, experience. Nice. All right. So let's see these questions on the chat. I, I see you have uh, plenty of uh, reactions, Zach. Like uh, Marisol is saying she doesn't like the views. We'd love to hear that useful for my team. Okay. Uh, if you can be specific about uh, what views that you use and what other views that you don't need, that'd be extremely helpful. Uh, we have Stevie who likes the views, so that's uh, I guess like good to see the other side. Uh, but basically, we constantly trying to do a better job, uh, and obviously, like um, I can share a little bit more about that. So uh, one of the problems we've had with the views is that uh, as the team grows, there's more and more of them, um, and so something that we spoke about last time, but I wanted to uh, go a little bit deeper on is the the view sections. So basically. Um, Right now, what you have is on the left, you have like a big list of views uh, that has been created by the team. And so with view sharing, uh, which uh, Jack, uh, sorry, Zach just showed us uh, a few seconds ago, uh, you can essentially create views only for some part of your team. But another use case that we've seen is that you also want to have a default uh, set of views that the team will see. Uh, like for example, like a, a given team would see like only a subset of it. So that's why we are introducing in a couple of weeks uh, this section called shared views. And so essentially what it's going to do is that you're going to have the ability to create uh, like subsections that you can see here uh, where they could be like, uh, for example, like the views that everybody would use, like the channels, the uh, country, like all of that stuff. So the, the main idea here is to organize the sidebar so that it's useful for everybody on the team and everybody can see, okay, like this is what everybody needs. And then at the bottom, you can have your own private sections with uh, these uh, folders here where you would put uh, the, the sub views that you would use. 
Um, so that's the that's what's coming up in terms of you. We are hoping that this is going to help you organize them better, especially as you grow the team. Uh, and the order will be the same in the shared view. So if you drag and drop stuff, like that will change it for everybody. Uh, so I'll uh, pause here on the views uh, and answer any questions you might have on the chat. And we'll take also like some of the, the questions that are being asked in the question tab at the end. But I'll, I'll uh, hand this over to you, Zach. Yeah. Um, OK, great. So the. Um, Next thing we're actually going to talk about, I wanted to tie this into what Matthew um, it just brought up, which is view folders, is uh, view sections. So what you're going to be able to do, um, Romain, do you have a um, do you have a uh, demo we can share or any sort of screenshots? If not, it's no big deal. But essentially, you'll be able to um, separate your views into sections, and at a certain point, you'll be able to either expand or collapse those views. Yeah, exactly. So, I think that's what we just went over, like the, the okay. essentially this part. So yeah, like you can see, like you can exactly. drag and drop, you can expand uh, sections, save it for everybody. So yeah, that's that's the concept. Exactly. Great. Okay. Um, so then the next thing we wanted to talk about, this is something we talked about a little bit in our last one, but I wanted to reiterate um, and kind of just show you guys off because it's something you've asked a lot about, um, creating tickets as internal notes. I'm going to do a very, very quick demo because I know we've already shown this off, but it's something that I think is incredibly important to those who might have missed it. So in the past, you had to essentially, um, you couldn't open it, you couldn't start a ticket with an internal note. And that's difficult because you don't necessarily want to send a message to your agent um, or send a message to the customer if you're just trying to store agent information, give some context to another, um, give a context to another agent um, about this customer. If you want to just store information about their customer series, what you can do now is first you go to your right bar, you find your customer, you add them, and you find a functioning customer, set that customer. And you can leave an internal note. This customer came into the store last week. He was really impressed. You send at a subject. Okay, you send. And then you can assign that ticket now to another agent. And they can take that information and move forward to reach out to the customer. Um, and just a, it's a good way to uh, provide some context if you're trying to assign other tasks. So that's um, creating tickets as internal notes. Um, but I want to kind of move into is our roadmap. What's coming in the future? These are all things that we've shown you, except for the view sections that are live. Is that? Um, yeah. Just have a few few questions. Uh, you just hit one of them. Uh, Irina wanted to know when will the view sectioning become live? Right now, um, it's in. It's available as a, as a setting. So it's already been uh, deployed. We did have the question of how did you get the folders for the views, as well as could we create views that only deal with ticket type uh, tagged for status inquiry or uh, return or negative? That way, we could have an agent or team specialized in that type of ticket. Yeah, that's a great question. And you can do that. The way that we suggest is by using our intents to auto tag tickets. Um, you can look for certain phrases or, like I said, using intents within your rules to auto tag tickets. Then you create a view that specifically looks for that tag. So in the case of, let, let's say, returns, 
you look for the intent. Um, you create a rule that auto tags based on intent, which we can walk you through later. Um, and then create a rule that will apply a tag that says returns. Then create a rule that will essentially say, um, that will auto tag, that will hold all tickets that are tagged as returns. So that's a good way that you can partition off certain types of tickets and deal with it and have certain parts of your team just deal with those specific tickets. So the next thing, um, unless you guys have any other questions, I'd love to briefly talk about some of the things that are coming down um, the um, that are coming down the pipeline. Um, hopefully, remain and um, remain and um, Lucas. Oh, sorry. Lucas, that's okay. I looked. I looked different. I, I forgot my I name. Told you right you so I think it's fine. <laughs> How am I supposed to? I don't know what I'm dealing. Um, anyways, yeah. so some things that are coming down the pipeline. A big one that we've been working on is um, responding to Facebook comments via Messenger. Uh, this is a new feature that we, um, or this is a feature that um, that Facebook API just released that is um, really, really useful. You know, for example, if a customer reaches out negatively and you want to have that conversation, you want to reply to them and have a conversation, but maybe you don't want that in your public portal. So the way that we're working that out is essentially if you hover over a message, this is a Facebook message, you'll be able to select this icon here. It will pull into a new ticket that is a Face, that is a messenger specific ticket like this and able to have that private conversation via messenger rather than having it publicly or having to go onto Facebook and doing that yourself. So that's something we're really, really excited about and I think it's gonna help um, make, make our social media platform stronger. Um, the last thing I wanna briefly go over is uh, the agent smart replies. This is another new feature we've been working out and essentially, can, can you zoom in a little bit more? Because like they, oh. there were a few comments on the chat saying that it was a bit too small for everybody oh, to see. Yes. Sorry, y'all. Using a bigger screen. Can you guys see this right here? Is that any yeah, better? It's much better. You can even like zoom a little more. Let's get that going all the way through. How is that right there? Better. Yeah. Study. Right. <laughs> Thank right. you all. I apologize, and I'll go back. I'll go back even more. I'll go back to the other ones and zoom in even more, so you can see them afterward. Um, yes, sorry, Carolina. These are not live yet. These are things that we are working on right now, and things that will be coming out in the next uh, next month or so is hope. Um, agent quick replies will essentially auto suggest responses uh, based on tickets. The idea is that by making these suggestions. Um, your agents will be able to respond to these tickets quicker. Um, over time, we'd want that to be smarter and smarter. Our hope is to eventually blend that into, to t basically take your common answers and form those into their own sort of auto-generated macros. Um, and basically use that so that we suggest answers like you guys would make yourselves. The idea is we wanna improve your customer support speed without losing that personal touch. So this is a, New, this is a new feature. It's something we really, really, it's something coming in the pipeline that we really want to refine and build into something super useful for you guys. So those are the, um, if you guys have any questions, I want to stop right here and give you some. Uh, Melanie, it's 
not available just yet. Um, it's something that where it's gonna take some time because we want it to be smart. It's gonna, um, but as we move forward, we'll make big announcements. We'll make a quite obvious when it comes out and it'll start suggesting answers um, over time. So I think it's, um, yeah, so it, it's in the product roadmap um, and our hope is that we'll continue to kind of build on that right now. All right, let's see. And while we uh, while we transition, Zach, I just have a quick uh, poll for the for everyone here. I'm just going to publish it now. I'm just curious if this is uh, if you're a regular here. I see a lot of familiar faces like like Cody. Uh, if it's your first time, or uh, if you saw one of the tweets or something, and you you aren't even on gorgeous, if you were swinging by just to see what we're all about. So I just put that poll in uh, in there now, just to give us a little bit of a demographic uh, check. Nice, uh, uh, Cody. Uh, well, of course you got to call out, Cody. You're you're one of the most engaged members uh, in our little Facebook community. You did a case study that we feature on the website. Of course, I'm going to pick the the name that I I recognize the uh, the most. And Casey <laughs> showed up for her first time in New Zealand. Cool. <laughs> Nice. I uh, just want to answer uh, Andreas about some of the, the features that we've shown, so the, the view uh, sections. Um, so that's something that's currently being worked on, so it's not available uh, just yet, but uh, we'll let you know as soon as it ships uh, through uh, the updates.gorgeous.com and, uh, and the weekly newsletter, and we'll also present it on this meeting to show it to you uh, live. Um, all right, um, there is something else I'd like to tell you guys about. Uh, we are shipping a new version of our chat in the coming days. And so I just wanted to elaborate a little bit on like what is gonna be the difference uh, with the existing chat that we have. So at a high level, uh, the current chat that we use is provided by a third party company. And so basically we don't have control on everything that happens there, which created some limitation uh, in the past. And so the, the goal with this new chat is to uh, have control and provide more functionality to you guys. So in short, uh, as soon as the chat ships, uh, the first thing that it's gonna uh, give us is that it's gonna load much faster. Uh, we optimize the content for your e-commerce website to load fast. Uh, and then there is a bunch of other features that we're gonna add over time. And so same, it's not late yet. Uh, give us a few weeks to uh, add that, but it's gonna be customer location, online status, uh, WCAG compliance. Uh, and uh, we're also gonna show better the messages that were sent over email from the chat. So for example, if the customer leaves, then we would send the messages to email. And so right now it's not clear what just happened. Uh, so we, we're gonna add that as well. Um, on top of it, uh, Zach has been working extensively on a self-service portal on the chat that we've shown on this webinar in the past. So we uh, didn't want to uh, talk about this again today, but we'll demo that to you guys as soon as we launch it. And uh, we're really excited about that because that's gonna help uh, have customers like elaborate on what they want so that it can save you a few steps when uh, chatting with them. Uh, I think that's almost it's for the product roadmap. I think one more thing that uh, we wanted to talk about is a statistics filter. Uh, I'm actually like in Belgrade right now with our, our support team, and uh, we were just catching uh, catching up about this, and it's, it's something that they want themselves for their own gorgeous account. And so I know that Zach, you've been working on some of that, so we'd love to hear like uh, what is it that you uh, that you want to build? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in terms of um, adding some new filters. Is to statistics. Um, I've run a couple different options around and we have a couple um, new ideas that I think will add a lot of functionality to statistics. The first um, 
the first of this will be to add uh, tagging um, filters to revenue statistics. So that seems like a small add and why, and it isn't exactly clear why that might be super important. But what that will allow you to do is track your campaign revenue. That I think will be incredibly, incredibly valuable to you because what you can do is set up an auto tagging rule for campaigns and then be able to track just your campaign tickets and compare different campaigns, which ones are most effective and get an idea of how how to really refine your campaigns and generate as much revenue as possible. So that ties into this goal of ours and Gorgeous to kind of not only help you deal with customer support, but also refine your customer support processes. And that's really, really important because we want to not only just help you answer questions, but also make your processes better and be a big source of data for you to pull insights from and make actionable, um, make actionable discoveries. Um, the next thing we want to add is a integrations filter. So right now um, you can only filter most of these statistics by channel. And that makes it really tricky for companies that want to, you know, ch that have different, have multiple brands. So by adding an integrations filter, integration specific filter rather, you can say, okay, I want, you know, my company A's email, my company A's chat, my company A's Facebook, and separate your statistics, not only by what channel the customer uh, reaches out through, but um, reach out just, but be able to, you know, kind of manage brand to brand and make these insights on a brand to brand level. So I think that's gonna be a really, really powerful tool. The last thing we wanna to touch on, it's a very small thing, but I think it will save a lot of time, is just a select all button. Right now, if you have to click all of your, you know, if you wanna see every statistic, for example, but one, if you wanna exclude someone, you have to click through every single list in the, um, every single item in the list. If, for example, let's say it's agents and you have 10 agents, you have to click every agent but one. That's really long, that's really kind of annoying. And that's something we're gonna work through just by adding a select all feature. Um, oh yes, and actually there's one more that we just added, which is adding teams to um, your agent statistics. So that's gonna be really nice because you'll be able to look at teams rather than just individual agents having to pick agents out of those teams. So yeah, all of this is coming in by the end of the year. Um, and yeah, I'd love to hear from you guys, like. Are there any, for example, statistics that, or filters that are missing, things you want from statistics? Something we've heard a lot about is exports. Um, I would love to hear more if there's missing uh, export features, ways to pull data that you're not getting, because that's incredibly important to us. Exporting to Excel, yeah, that's a great one. Um, yeah, Rena, I would love to hear a little more about what specific features, um, like what sort of things are missing? Because that export box is pretty big. We really, really want to um, try to find the best possible features to pull from there so we can move them as quickly as possible. Yeah. And then the, um, the wrap up email as well. If you have anything else, just because the chat, we, we always export the chat. So if there's anything else that you want, put it in the chat or um, just reply to that. Uh, wrap up email with the, the replay and everything there as well. Yep, and just so you know, we also take all the, the content of the chat and then we put this in uh, into our prioritization tool. So everything that you say is being uh, taken uh, into account and that helps us prioritize. So uh, I really appreciate that you're sharing all this feedback. Absolutely. All right, so we have a good chunk of questions. Uh, 
I don't know if there is a way they can sort them. Yeah, we can sort them by a vote. Uh, so I'll, I'll just take the first one. Uh, so we have Lisa uh, Guzman who's saying, uh, how do we set SLA for resolution? We want to set a 48 hour uh, time for ticket resolution and be able to see tickets that are past this SLA. Uh, so something that you can do is create a view that would say all of the tickets that have been created for more than uh, 48 hours or all of the tickets that have a last message that is older than 48 hours. And so that's the current way of uh, like identifying those tickets. Uh, that being said, um, it's not like proper SLAs. Like something that we could do is have a default SLA for all the, the messages, and that you can like look into into statistics. And so that's something that we are completely aware of and, uh, and looking into. Uh, so if that's something that you want, please vote the question, and that will help us prioritize. Thanks. All right, all right. So what else do we got, Zach or Lucas? Do you want to take a few of them? Yes. Um, let's see. I will, one. yeah, I'll touch on Rick's. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the, um, Instagram DMs is a tough one right now. We are, um, as usual, we're waiting on Instagram to open up that API to us. It's kind of, it's, you know, haunts us every day. It's something we're constantly, constantly waiting on. Um, Romain, you have an estimated date they gave you. Um, yeah, they, they said early, early next year, but the, the, the caveat is that they also told us like it will be of April of 2020. So like, yeah, they just keep telling it's coming up. But the answer is like, we don't know when. Yeah. It, and it puts one. us in a tough position as well. Um, for those who don't know, I was a merchant before joining Gorgeous and I used some, some tools that violate Instagram's uh, terms of services and I got shadow banned. And the last thing that we would want is to for that to happen to anyone by doing a little workaround and then your account gets jeopardized and your ad cost goes up. Uh, so it's tough when for us to, to do the, the right thing for, for our customers and also for to follow the rules when everyone else says, oh, install this shady shady app for, to pull in the, the direct messages. So we're, we're playing by the rules on that one because we don't want to jeopardize anyone's, uh, anyone's accounts. Ryan has a question about pulling the CSV of an entire day's tickets, including the assignee ticket URL uh, integration as well. So just really, really enhancing the, the analytics here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so regarding that, so what you can do is create a view to pull um, tickets that were uh, like edited during a given day. Uh, the thing is that I don't know if we have all of what you are asking here, so we can follow up afterwards and, uh, and make sure there is everything. The ticket URL for sure, integration, I'm not sure because the integration can change throughout the ticket, so uh, we would like maybe show the last integration of the message, but I'm not sure that's something we've added, so we'll get back to you on that. The way mm -hmm. to do it would be to create this view and export the view. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and a few questions about notifications here. Uh, can we enable the push note? Oh, Zach, you've got, yeah. you've got one there for the chat. Yeah, this is one for, uh, so yeah, actually um, this is a good opportunity to talk briefly about the notification center. That's something we've heard a lot. Um, and with that, a lot of customization over notifications and as well as um, agent specific notifications. So, you know, you can keep track of all of when did you receive a new message, all these things with what message you have to respond to. 
So that's something we're definitely interested in and are trying to um, kind of work out right now as we determine our Q4 priorities. So that's something we've definitely heard and we are listening and are very interested in moving forward with. Yep. Uh, another one we had is uh, when will we be able to like comments on Instagram? So same of the the, the same story as uh, as uh, Facebook uh, reactions. It's uh, it's a limitation from the Instagram API. So again, like depending on them and waiting for them to add this endpoint. Uh, we know it's a popular re request, so as soon as it's available, we'll add it. All right, I see. Is there an option to merge multiple tickets at once as opposed to having them individually? Uh, not as of now, uh, but Zach is looking into auto-merging. Do, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that's actually a great um, That's actually a great um, option. So I've been running a beta program, um, and I put up a sign-up about, a, I think, three or four, three weeks ago um, to essentially um, enter into auto merge feature and what it'll do is automatically merge um, a customer's tickets as long as the uh, tickets from the same customer as long as it's within a given time frame um, and so far the results have been um, pretty good um, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback we've had some people um, who have some frustration with you know specific um, instance like tickets being merged that they didn't want so we're still moving forwards on, you know, do we want to offer this? And if so, um, how do we, how much toggling do we want to be available to you guys? Um, so anyone who is interested in this feature, please, please let us know by putting it in the chat. It's something that'll make it a lot easier for us to understand how many people want this feature and how valuable it would be to you. Um, in particular, if you can mention, you know, situations where this might not work for you. Um, that's a big part of it as well, is we want to know what are the limitations of this? You know, is this going to really solve the root issue? And so please, please keep us posted on that because I think that's that's something I've been working on and would love some extra feedback on. Perfect. And I just launched another poll there as well. If you are interested, hit yes. So we see who answers yes. Uh, and then Zach and the product team can follow up with you as we, uh, as we roll that out. And a big thing too, you know, a limitation of our API right now is that you can't merge tickets um, other than you can't merge tickets across channels. The only exception to that being chat and email tickets. Um, if cross-channel merging is really important to you outside of just email to chat, um, that's an important thing for us to know as well because we still have to make those decisions of do we want to start merging um, tickets across channels because I think that can be really, really important. Um, that can be really important to our kind of moving forward because that takes a lot of back end work that we want to figure out what um, if it's something that's important to you guys. All right. Next on, uh, any possibilities of editing existing orders within Gorgeous within the Shopify actions down the line? Um, so that's actually great that you asked about this. It's something that we are looking into uh, right now. So just as a reminder, uh, what you can do is um, uh, refund, cancel existing orders, and you can create new orders uh, with uh, specific items. But right now, we don't have the ability to edit orders, which is something that Shopify released about a year ago. Um, so really curious to learn a little bit about the use cases. Um, so if you can drop us a line on the chat saying, uh, like, here is why I would use it. 
that would be extremely helpful. I see that the, the question is getting more upvotes, which is great. Uh, so like makes a lot of sense to add it. Uh, we are looking into it. So we'd love to do a little bit more research, 15 upvotes to understand better how that works. Thanks. Mm -hmm. All right, I'll take another one. Uh, can we have an option to edit Facebook comments, uh, Instagram comments send? Uh, not yet. I actually don't know if it's, uh, it might be possible. Uh, I'll look into it because it's possible via the UI. So we just need to make sure it's possible through the, the API. Uh, we'll let you know. Uh, but yeah, good to know there's five votes for this. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we have about like 10 or 20, 10 to 20% of our customers that are using Gorgeous to uh, manage social media. So that's like Facebook comments, Instagram comments and transferring Facebook comments to Messenger as Zach showed us earlier in the webinar. Uh, so yeah, like definitely encourage you to uh, use it to manage your social media. And uh, on our side, like, we are committed to improving this integration. So there will be more features like this, uh, the ability to edit uh, the comments. All right. Uh, you guys want to jump in on a few questions? Yeah, mm -hmm. so we've got a few more here. Most have been answered. Uh, plans to minimize downtime in Q4 uh, in 2021. We we uh, talked a little bit about that at the the start uh, of the pot of the podcast, the of the webinar. But really, just over or engineering everything that we need. Uh, we saw with rapid growth just uh, what that looks like. Zach or Romain, do you want to? Take take this one since it's a little bit more uh, more technical than what I yeah what I one of the specifics. It's a hard question, so I'll take it. Um, so obviously, uh, we we hate these downtimes, and we had a two-hour downtime uh, last week on the on the first cluster, which is essentially like uh, the first customers that uh, started using Gorgeous. Uh, so uh, what we are doing here is what we talked about uh, in the last webinar, which is uh, hiring extensively to uh, make sure that we fix these problems which is one. Uh, number two is that uh, the, the source of all problems is that we have a lot of customers on the same pool of servers and uh, we've had like a lot of growth. So there were lots of people using the, the same pool of server and the activity uh, increased. So what we want to do is to basically split these servers to one pool to two pools so that there is less activity on each individual pool. Uh, so that's something that's prioritized for our uh, reliability team. Uh, so we'll keep you posted when that ships, but 100% uh, like, uh, I think it's probably like the, the thing that keeps us up at night and that's, uh, that's really uh, what we want to get better at. Yeah, I think that uh, one other thing to add to that as well is um, because we pull in all the order data, if all of our stores have a great month or a really great weekend and have a large number of orders coming in we're bringing all that in so we're we're planning for uh there's there's a saying don't build a church for christmas mass in the sense that don't build it to handle everything on your busiest day of the year we're building we're building to be able to handle christmas mass and, and then some yeah we, we should be fine for, for black friday and i'm not worried there uh but it's more for like for, for, for the long run mm -hmm. um and each, oh, like people from Gosmog, uh, initials of removing invalid ratings from customer survey. Uh, so that's probably a bug. Uh, so if you can email that to our support team, uh, then that, that can go to the, the engineering team and then we can look into the, the bug. Wow, eight, eight, uh, eight of votes. So there's probably a frequent bug. So I'll look into it. 
Um, we, so we have quite a few um, so event ads, different types of ads uh, that we can pull pull in. Um, we find that the tagging system is not very accurate. Do you think that this can be uh, improved, Zach? Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, this on the roadmap and just the the tagging system? Oh, you're on the executive. Sorry, everyone. Okay, so the tagging system is something that our machine learning team has been working on significantly. Um, and there's a couple different tables that we are improving right now to make that smarter. First thing we've done is separate um, some tags into different buckets. Um, things like order status now um, can distinguish between a normal where's my order versus a my orders, I know where my order says it is, but it's not there, or I know, you know, it's supposed to have been delivered at X time. So part of that is just making these buckets more specific so that we can better target and we don't capture, you know, some of these, we call them false positives, where it thinks it's one type of ticket, but it's not. Um, and additionally, something we're also going to be adding is um, the, we're going to be adding soon the more access to intents around the help desk which will also hopefully give you the ability to confirm or deny essentially the um, whether a tag, whether a ticket has been tagged correctly. That way you can train your own algorithms. Um, we actually offer that right now, this additional training, but it has to be tied to macros. So if you guys have any macros you use a lot on tickets that fall under a certain, um, you know, certain bucket, if you have your, if you go into the macro settings, you can change the intent to that specific intent. For example, if you have a macro used for returns, setting that intent on the macro to returns will actually make it smart, will help it learn itself to recognize your specific types of tickets. So there's work on our end that we're doing, and there's also work you guys can do as well to make those smarter. So. Yeah, that's just you know that the picture here in the macro, so you can select the intent that corresponds to the macro, and so that trains our system. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. So that's um that's everything on the um t like kind of making things smarter. But that's very much our goal is to keep making these intents smarter because as we kind of move more towards automation, we want things to be as accurate as possible. That's kind of the basis of our entire, you know, our, our entire automation project are these intents. So it's something we're always working on, always trying to make smarter. All right, so we have a few more questions with three upvotes, so we'll take some of them. Are there any plans to improve the ticket search function? Currently, we have to reselect filters each time we make related searches. Uh, <laughs> Seven of those, nice. Uh, so, so number one is that we, we made some uh, performance improvements to the ticket search uh, a few months ago. Uh, so hopefully it's getting faster. Curious to uh, see if you guys have problems in terms of performance. Uh, the next step uh, indeed for the search would be to include the filters in the URL. So basically if you have a search that you want to share uh, to somebody on your team, uh, you would essentially copy the URL, send that over to them. And then they will see the same search results. Uh, so I see this is getting pretty popular, uh, which is awesome. So we were wondering if we should build that. So I, I think we have a part of the answer uh, in the upvotes. So really appreciate it. Uh, so we'll make sure to uh, re yeah, relay that in the roadmap. And there's uh, there's another. There are quite a few roadmap questions, which um, Zach, we can stick around after 
but there's one here that I think is just really interesting. Are there plans to pull more specific data than I'm trying to answer answer live? But are there are there plans to pull more specific data from Shopify other than the last order? We have three Shopify store fronts that we use, and our auto response sometimes applies with the uh, wrong information. So I think it's really interesting for um, just bigger stores, uh, especially if somebody orders from from both. Yeah, absolutely. I can take that remain if you don't mind. Of course. Um, so right now um, we have plans. So a bit, kind of the big project, right, is the self-service portal, which will allow customers to select specific orders and reply with specific information based on the order that the customer selects. So that's really powerful beyond what you can do on the store because what you can basically say is um, what you can basically do that you can't do in the store is target that specific user. Now what we're trying to figure out, now that we have the plans for the live chat, we wanna figure out how do we integrate that into email as well? Because selecting that specific order is something that's really, really important for, you know, this for kind of making these automations smarter, like in your case where there's multiple um, Shopify stores. So something we've talked about is creating a web portal potentially that will kind of mimic the same um, features as the um, mimic the same features as the chat, so that people can select their specific order and do these same sort of things. So we're just trying to take that technology because I think that's going to be that order selection is going to be so so important, and move that to not only answer chat but also email and other tickets as well over time. So that's um, that's our plan right now. So yes, there is a plan to get that across. Cool. And then there was uh, one last question. I know that we, normally we do it for uh, forty-five minutes. Uh, some people wanted to see the new the new chat interface if they they didn't see it before. So Zach, do you want to go just maybe show that, and then we can stick around and talk about some of the uh, product uh, roadmap questions in the follow up email. I'll include a link to the product board as well, just so you have access to that information. You can uh, submit your product requests there as well, and that way the whole the whole product team sees it front uh, front end center as well. So Zach. Well, you're sharing that up as well. I just want to plug uh, our iPhone customer referral program. So just let us know if you uh, if you have referred someone or not yet, or you didn't know about it. I'll put the link to get your um, iPhone referral in by the end of the month in the follow up as well. Yeah. So this is just a working prototype. Um, just to reiterate, this is the self-service portal we've been talking about. Can you zoom in a, a couple of times as well? I'm sure it's yeah. um, laptops. Problem uh, is, let me try to get it without. Oh, um, nice, perfect. Okay, cool. Hopefully that works for you guys. Let me know if you need me to try to zoom it in a little bit more. Um, but essentially, uh, the, the chat portal will look some will look like this. I've created a working prototype. It's not available yet, but it will hopefully be soon. So essentially what you'll be able to do here, I'll zoom in again. Once you get to your, if you're logged in, you'll have this, you'll be able to see this and see all of your orders, the status, um, the items within it. Um, it'll show at first glance your first three orders, but you'll be able to see all orders possibly. So what the the first sort of iteration will be what you're seeing right here which is essentially a ticket creation tool it can answer some questions but just specifically tracking um 
and deflect um, and deflect refunds and cancellations that are not allowed. You can set, for example, um, excluding this refund button for tickets based on how long ago it was ordered or delivered um, on specific on specific um, Shopify tagged items or on specific um, SKUs for to ignore different items. But if you go through this process, what you'll see, one sec, what you'll see is, and I know I, blurred, I went through that super quick and I'll go back through, but I just want you to see the final product first is ticket creation tools. So this sets that first stage. It answers these first couple questions. Okay, I have a problem with my order. You get to select one of a couple items. Um, and it will create this ticket, say the item names, the order number, the tracking number, when it was placed. Then your agents don't have to do this back and forth to get that information. So that's kind of the first early step. And over time, we wanna automate this process entirely. We wanna be able to knock out returns, cancellations, um, over exchanges, these kind of things. But for right now, it's all about ticket creation. So. I'm gonna pull back to the. Um, I'm gonna pull back to the order in a sec. Let's see if we get it to. Get it to the right one. I. Sorry about that. We don't seem to have the right one, but essentially with refunds, I can show you at least the. The screens. You'll be able to select, for example, return here. It'll take you to the following screen here where the user will be able to select the items they'd like to return. And that will create a ticket like this. And customers on their end, or sorry, agents on their end will see this templated ticket. And over time, you'll be able to merge these, for example, with rules to say, you know, if the um, ticket says, I'd like to return the following items, respond with this auto reply, you know, refund this, refund that. So over time, this self-service portal is going to kind of first create organized tickets and eventually over time move to full automation. So I'm sorry for those who have seen this before. I wanted to make sure everyone's seen it, something we're really proud of. Um, but I think it's going to really shape as we move forward. Can there be a section where they explain the reason for their return? Um, yes, Sean, that's something that we're definitely, definitely considering for the V2. Um, for right now, so far, this is our original plan, but adding something like reason for a turn would be relatively simple. So it's something we definitely can add um, later down the line as we're built, as this starts to be rolled out. So um, yeah, when this becomes available, um, it's sorry, Carolina. It's not already available. It's coming. It's coming. Hopefully, within the next quarter. That's our plan. Um, and when it comes out, I'm sure you guys will know. We'll make it pretty, pretty clear. All right. I think that's and it for today. Lots of upcoming uh, changes uh, on our side. Perfect. Perfect. Zach, do you want to uh, stay on for a few minutes or remain as well? I know it's uh, late where you are just to, to rapid fire do, do a few questions here. So Trevor wants to know, is there a way to create views based on if the customer was the last to respond to a ticket? Essentially, tickets still needing responses. Mm. So the way that we currently see, I, 
the way that we currently suggest doing that is by having your customers snooze tickets between responses. That way only the tickets requiring responses are gonna be viewable. Um, I, let me check. I'm, um, I, that's kind of our standard suggestion, but it is something we can look into. I'm. And it's a good way for best practices as well. If you say, uh, screw yeah. that ticket for 48 hours or three days, it will pop back up if you need to follow up with that customer for, for more information so they're not left hanging and they don't have that uh, bad customer support experience in their mouth that uh, they open a ticket and then it never got resolved. So it's a great way to either uh, close it out once resolved or bring it back up to that customer to say, hey, uh, are you still interested in in this this exchange? So it really does serve two purposes there for, for your brand. It keeps your, your view clean, but also it um, makes sure your customers get responded to. Exactly. Exactly. It's also important for your response times um, and ticket resolution times. That's another big variable. So you want to try to keep tickets snoozed as much as you can because that will make your metrics for monitoring tickets more accurate. Um, and then two, so I think we have time for two more questions here. Um, is, are we planning on including the chat queue or at least customized uh, automated responses while people are waiting? And I know that Romaine, uh, you've ta actually talked about this in our Facebook community that people generally want responses within under a minute if they're going to be be talking to to someone. Like I'd love to hear uh, on the product roadmap about that. And then also um, there's a question about using special characters in the searches. So uh, dollar sign, for instance, or percentage. Gotcha. Okay. So the, the first one, I think we'll, we'll shoot the self-service portal on the chat first to see what's the, the impact of it. And ideally, like we, we eliminate the problem of customers waiting by allowing you guys to, to respond faster to, to customers. So we'd rather focus on, on the former problem. So let's ship this, see how it goes. And if there's still a need, have to uh, dig into this, of course. And uh, second question, special characters in search. Um, so yeah, let's see specifically what you mean in terms of uh, yeah, dollar sign percentages. Uh, we can take a look at this. It's also a little bit related to having the uh, filters in the URL, uh, something we spoke about uh, a little bit um, before so uh yeah good feedback we'll, we'll look into it cool awesome remains zach is there anything else um that we want to cover in uh, in the questions that you see here that we maybe didn't get to i think we good like we will just go over like all of the questions afterwards like because there's a bunch like we like, there's like 20 left so like we'll we'll uh We'll take a look at that afterwards. Yeah, a lot of uh, specific ones. So thank you so much for, for everyone who joined. Um, and in the follow-up email, I'll post a link to Office Hours that Natalia posted, uh, our referral program, the view sharing link, uh, the link to our community and our product board as well. So if there's anything else that you want, just let me uh, let me know in that, uh, that follow-up email. All awesome. right. Thank you so much, everybody, much for everyone. Joining. I think it's the first time we had so many people, so really excited about that. Thank you so uh, much. Take care, everyone. Happy selling. Bye, everyone. I hit the end webinar button.